1: Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. And I am really... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm on kind of a high. I'm not on anything that would make me high. Um, You know, for the most part, I avoid those things. But uh, I'm on a like this energetic, emotional high right now. I just finished a show with a guy named Dr. Gaetano Morello talking about mitochondria. Mitochondria is like getting in the weeds when it comes to health and nutrition. It's getting down to the very, very most basic baseline of of health at the cellular level, and it's big, and it's a topic that I wanted expertise on an expert, uh, certainly more than uh, the expert that uh, some people think that I am, talking about this topic. And so I was fortunate enough to land a guy with an incredible track record of um, educating on this topic. I just finished the show. I sent to uh, Bridger and Jessica and Jen, uh, my, uh, you know, kind of Dream team of people that helped me with the show, helped me with the website, the store, all this kind of stuff. I sent him a text afterwards and said, That's like one of the best interviews I've ever done. I'm so excited. I'm having a hard time calming myself down to do this show, which will actually air tomorrow as I'm recording it on a Tuesday. It's going to air on Wednesday. It's Halloween right now at 3.19 p.m. as I'm recording today's show. You'll hear it on November 1st if you listen to it when it drops. I don't know when Dr. Morello will actually drop, but within the next couple of weeks. And then I already know I'm going to do a part two, kind of a follow-up episode to his episode on kind of what to do about what we learned during that episode. And I think the, the two of those episodes are going to be wow, especially when you tack them on to what we just learned last Saturday on the Methylene Blue podcast uh, with Dr. Stephen Warren. And uh, I am so excited to share all this information with you. But this episode has nothing to do with it, except that I just recently also interviewed my dear friend and doctor, Dr. Todd Cameron. And he talked about the critical nature of stress and the adrenal glands, which I'm also really excited for you to hear that episode. Man, I've had some good interviews lately. So excited about that. And stress, 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 stress. He couldn't stress it enough how big of an impact that has on our health. Well, guess what? Dr. Morello, Same thing, stress, 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 it plays this huge role. So in that way, this episode perhaps just lines up perfectly with those episodes that you'll hear over the next few weeks on Vitality Radio, because this episode is one that was requested by many people in my Facebook community, the Facebook listeners community um, for Vitality Radio podcast. This community has now exceeded 500 people. I think we're at like 505 or something like that. It's growing consistently, and with each new member of the community, I get more and more excited because just more awesome people coming into the fold of trying to learn more and do better when it comes to their health, the health of their family, and so on. And I am honored to think that anybody especially 500 of you and many, many more that listen to this this show on a weekly basis, many of you twice a week. Just earlier this week, and I'm rambling a little bit while well, I get there, I promise, I had two different people within a 24-hour period tell me this is their favorite podcast, that they never miss an episode. If you, That means you two people are listening. I won't share your names, although I know them. Um, there must be others, I guess, that haven't told me that. And maybe you're one of those. And I am incredibly honored to be in that um, position in your consciousness in terms of, hey, this guy has stuff that's worth listening to and that can help me live a better life. And if that's the case, thank you. I mean that so sincerely. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that. I just got off the phone uh, via text with a dear friend in Canada. She knows who she is. Uh, She'll be listening to this show tomorrow because I told her she has to. Uh, She has been impacted by some pretty nasty things that I'm going to talk about here in just a minute, unrelated to her, but still related uh, in terms of the stress that they've caused in her life. And I told her that I... I find myself in an interesting position where I have many people like probably you are that are strangers to me that I'm not a stranger to, if that makes any sense. You know, my favorite podcast uh, is Vitality Radio Podcast, of course, (laughs) but my second favorite podcast and the one I actually listen to the most uh, because I rarely listen to my own show is uh, the way I heard it with Mike Rowe, uh, you know, the Dirty Jobs guy. If you don't listen to that show, I highly recommend it. You're not going to learn a lot about, you know, health and nutrition. It's a completely different avenue than what I go down. But it's a powerful place to be for a lot of reasons. And it is my decompression podcast. It's the one I listen to when I don't want to hear about how screwed up the world is, or how toxic the world is, or how messed up modern medicine is, or any of these other things. I listen to that because it makes me laugh, it makes me smile, and it motivates me to be a better person, which all of us, I think, should be searching for in our lives. How can we become the best version of ourselves, or maybe even build beyond the best version of our current self and become an even better person than we ever thought we could become. That's the goal I have for myself. And I think I'm making progress there. I think I'm actually becoming a better human being as I research and dig into these things and also get motivated by episodes like the one I just listened to this morning with Scott Hamilton, you know, the figure skater. Go listen to his story. I I hate to push anybody to another podcast, okay? (laughs) I know you only have so much time in the day, but if you need to decompress and just enjoy some kind of casual banter among friends because it's Mike and his best friend that do the show and interesting people. Not every episode is one I would recommend, but many of them are, and this one was no different. Very, very inspirational stuff, I thought. As I was listening to that, in the back of my mind, I'm determining what I'm going to talk about on today's episode, although I knew the topic was going to be my Your Health Freedom Symposium talk that I gave uh, early uh, October about a month ago. And Your Health Freedom, my favorite event of the year. I tell you that all the time. I got to speak for 20 minutes, and then I had 20 minutes of uh, a talk by my my good friend, Robert Scott Bell, and then a 20-minute Q&A, which was just an absolute blast. I loved it. But I only had 20 minutes to talk about this topic, and this topic requires far more than that, which is why I've done many episodes on anxiety, many episodes on stress, many episodes on what we can do about that. But today's a little bit of a different twist. As I mentioned, the Vitality Radio listeners community earlier, I mentioned that I had many people that I, I said, hey, if you weren't at Your Health Freedom, which most of the people that listen to this show are in Utah, so it wasn't realistic for them to drop what they were doing and fly to Utah to listen to me speak for 20 minutes. But if you weren't there, would you like to hear what I spoke about? And many of you graciously said, yeah, I would like to hear it. That's what this episode is. So I'm going to talk about from anxiety to vitality. My dear friend in Canada, uh, a lot of anxiety in her life. She right now is looking to get off of some medicines for anxiety, like my sweetheart Jen, my fiancé, was able to do uh, through nutrition and through mindset mindset shifts. <laughs> I, I'm glad I said mindset and not, you know. Anyway, so mindset shifts um, that were able to get her away from medicines, uh, my sweet Jen, and I believe absolutely can for my sweet Canadian friend as well. I see it all the time. So this episode is kind of multifaceted because... I'm going to talk about what I did. I'm going to deliver pretty much the same address as Your Health Freedom, but I've expanded on it. Uh, this is probably a 40-minute to an hour-long episode, and I'm really excited to deliver it to you because it I think there's a lot of meat on this bone, so to speak. So I'm going to go ahead and start the show. I don't know you. Maybe I do. Some of you I know personally, some of you are dear friends that even though you know me and talk to me on a regular basis, still listen to my show, which means a lot because it used to be just my mom that fell into that category, but I've got more friends now that listen on a regular basis and I greatly appreciate that. But if you're one who is essentially a stranger to me, you may know me, but I don't know you or maybe I've only you know seen your face on Facebook or Maybe you've made a purchase through Vitality Nutrition, and I've seen your name. Uh, maybe you are in the Facebook community, and if you're not, I urge you to join. Unless you're avoiding Facebook, which I urge you to still avoid. If <laughs> if, if if you don't want to get on Facebook for me, don't get on Facebook for me. It's not worth it. We may move this uh, group to something else some down time down the road. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna roll with this topic. It's gonna get kind of personal. Actually, it's gonna start out really personal. Um, I hope I can keep my composure as I talk about this. I have determined based on feedback from you, uh, many of you have told me this, that when I get personal, it, it speaks to you in some pretty profound ways. And I don't mind opening up the book of what I am, who I am, how I believe, even though I know that some of my beliefs are quite controversial to some people potentially even you listening, what I would encourage you to do is listen through to the end and um, tell me what you think. I'd love to have your feedback on it. We're going to jump into it right now. From anxiety to vitality. The question I asked the group, and I'm asking you now, is what if you know too much? Does that mean something to you? What if you know too much? You know, because like we hear about it all the time when people know too much, they get assassinated, right? (laughs) This happens. Uh, Oops. Uh, Or uh, they get blackmailed into silence or whatever it is. But for most of us, we're not in a high enough position that somebody's going to assassinate us because we know too much. Uh, We don't have pictures, right? We just have some other evidence that has indicated to us that uh, there's some kind of not so great stuff going on out there. And, uh, yeah, so to some degree, we know too much. Well, what I mean is this, I want to, I want to share a few, um, stories, a few personal things about people I know who are close to me. And for the most part, I'm going to leave names out of it. I am going to use one name because I think it's a powerful one and you already know about her. If you listen to my shows, remember, I don't just do vitality radio, but I also do the challenging podcast called Dearly Discarded Podcast. And that was um, that was kind of thrust upon me. It wasn't one I was looking to do um, by someone who I'll talk to you about here in just a moment. But you may listen to other controversial shows. You may listen to things like The High Wire, much more controversial than my show. Uh, or maybe my buddy, Robert Scott Bell, you listen to his program, fantastic program, but he doesn't hold anything back. Um, my show is interesting. i have a lot of very strongly held beliefs. You've gauged that by now probably. Uh, Some of which I allude to. Others I come right out and speak on. But I have a local radio show. Vitality Radio is called Radio because for the first 13 years, it was a radio show. Actually, the first 12 years, I guess before it was a podcast, and and I just added podcast to the name when it became a podcast, but I'm still on local radio here in Utah. Most of you don't listen to that. Uh, You listen to the podcast. This episode comes out on a Wednesday because I do two episodes every week. There's a reason for that, and the biggest reason is this. I want to maintain my presence on local radio. It's good for me. It's good for my business, and it's good for my message because I'm able to Uh, get listeners who wouldn't otherwise listen to a show like this because they thought they were turning on the radio on a Saturday morning to listen to sports because I'm on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. But indeed, they hear my voice talking about vitamins or the microbiome or mitochondria or whatever, anxiety, that kind of thing. And maybe I say something just compelling enough that they don't change the channel to the other sports stations. They leave it on. And over the years, I've gained hundreds and hundreds of listeners because I said something compelling to someone who'd never heard my voice before. I want to stay on radio for that reason. But during the last few years of censorship, my show was threatened multiple times, four to be exact, as I spoke out very, very strongly against certain things that were going on uh, with COVID, with the vaccines, and uh, with the misinformation that was called truth Versus the misinformation that actually was truth, if you know what I mean. So Wednesday shows like this are kind of no holds barred. I tell you how I really feel. And frankly, I hope that you come to agree with me if you don't already. I hope you at least don't turn it off and consider my viewpoint. And I hope that maybe I get to sway you a little bit and help you think through some things that maybe you hadn't thought of before. Not because I'm wiser or older or whatever, but just because we all have different knowledge, we all have learned different things, and we all come to this knowledge in different ways. As I've said, I'm a weirdo. I grew up in a strange family where we didn't do some of the things. (laughs) Like, I don't know, well baby checks That other families did. I grew up in a health food store when health food stores weren't so cool. There weren't national chains like Whole Foods and Natural Grocers and Sprouts and places like that. There were just little tiny mom and pops, which mine still is 46 years later. My life has been different than your life, and I've been blessed by some information and education that many people get later on in life. A couple of prime examples of that would be my assistant, Jessica, and my fiance, Jen, who both grew up not believing many of the things that I believe now and that they now believe um, because they just weren't exposed to it like I was. So if I'm one to, the one to expose you to these things, thank you for letting me do that. Thank you for opening up your ears. Let's talk about anxiety to vitality because I continue to ramble. What if you know too much? let me give you some of these examples I talked about. My dear friend, Brianne Dressen, she is the uh, co-founder of React 19. Uh, She's the one that asked me to do the Dearly Discarded podcast, where all I do is interview people who've been injured by the COVID vaccines and let them tell their stories in an unfiltered and uncensored way. When I met her, she was just a woman who had been injured and censored And I wanted to tell her story. I didn't know who she was. She was a fellow Utahan. And now, a couple years later, I look at her as if she's another little sister to me. She's around 10 years younger than me, I think. I'm not even exactly sure how old she is. But I know she's in that range. And I love her. I love her and her beautiful family. Her husband is one of the greatest men I've ever had the pleasure to meet. Her children have been through hell because their mom chose to do the quote-unquote right thing. She lined up not just to get the jab, but to get the jab for science for her fellow man because she signed up for the clinical trial. She was then injured badly and probably permanently. I hope not, as we are continuing to work to try to help her. But she is not the same vital, energetic, superhuman mom and preschool teacher that she once was. She has thought she would die on many occasions since she made that choice. But she made that choice Because she believed she was doing good for her fellow man, for her family, for the community at large. She was washed out of the study. Within the study, there is no evidence that she was ever there, but she can show you all of the evidence that she was there. Do you see what's happened there? I'll return to her in a moment. I know and love an older gentleman who I met uh, several years back. Um, He's close to me and to my sweet fiance. He works with his hands. He can fix just about anything. He can pull it apart. He can put it right back together again. He's really a genius in many ways. A simple man, but a genius. Post-vaccination, he can't use his right arm for much of anything anymore. There are other symptoms, too. But as I looked into his eyes uh, a little while back, and he lamented to me his inability to do what he's always loved to do, which is to fix things with his hands, he was just so sad. He's not dead. He's not severely injured. But he's not the man he once was. And not only did they take away his hand, the use of his hand, but they took away much of what gave him his his uh, his personality, his purpose. Why did he do it? Well, because he was told it's the right thing to do. I know a sweet young mother of two; she's having massive autoimmune symptoms that uh, match even what the NIH now admits could be a side effect of the safe and effective shot that the government and even her church told her to get. Even though a 20-something young woman has nearly nearly zero risk for death from COVID, she did it because she was told that it was the right thing to do. She may never be the same. I don't know. But I know dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of other people in similar situations. Two of my best friends were addicted to opiates, uh, opioid pills, you know, not heroin, the stuff the doctor prescribed to them for years each. These are two incredible human beings, two incredible men and fathers, both who lost so much precious time, but thankfully, at least in their case, not their lives, to those demon pills. They didn't take to get high, they took to get out of pain. Both were told they were safe for short-term use, but were prescribed them long-term anyway. And then that brings me to my sweet fiance, my Jenny. She was addicted to opiates for a decade. She's been clean for longer than that now, but she was told by their doctor, by her doctor that they were non-addictive, that there was no reason for concern. She lost huge chunks of what could have been, and probably should have been, some of the best years of her life. She almost lost her life. Thank God that's not the case, because now that I've found her, I'm not about to let her go. I know many other people who've lost children, or, or who have had children clearly damaged by modern medicine. So, on a personal level, I've seen the casualties of the war that I try to battle every single day. There's a reason I do my podcasts, this one and Dearly Discarded Podcast. It's not just to educate you on the products that I sell. That's my livelihood. But there is a mission behind Vitality Radio and Dearly Discarded Podcast that goes far beyond any income that I could potentially generate. And that mission is to share the truth in as unabashedly, in in as unabashed way or fashion as I possibly can, and to hopefully, through my sincerity, get a few more people a little more aware of what's going on out there. But, you know, it's not just the people I know who've been injured who've been harmed by medicine. There is a reason why many of my shows talk about the CDC, the Nobel Prize, the FDA, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, you name the drug company. But there's more, there's much more to be concerned about and much more to be stressed about. The media lies to you. The government lies to you. Corporations are targeting your children. The school system is corrupt and more intent on indoctrination than they ever have been on education. Religions lined right up behind Dr. Fallacy during the COVID years, and so did almost everyone else in a position of authority. Most health-related charities such as the Susan G. Komen Foundation, the American Cancer Society, the Lung Society, the American Heart Association, the American Diabetes Association are making people rich while not advancing towards a cure other than just more costly and potentially dangerous drugs to address the symptoms of the thing that they seem to pretend to care about. These organizations push bad advice in terms of diet and lifestyle that literally make the condition worse in many cases rather than better. They rarely talk about prevention. They only talk about detection and then the most expensive possible options to try to get better from the thing or at least manage the symptoms of the thing that they seem to pretend to care about. And why is that? Well, because they're largely funded by and supported by the pharmaceutical companies that make the things that they promote. Medical textbooks are mostly written by drug companies for the purpose of turning otherwise well-meaning doctors into drug pushers. The FDA regulates big food and big pharma with money that they receive directly from the corporations With backdoor deals and wink-wink, nod-nod agreements, hundreds of pharma executives go to be government regulators after they're done at pharma, and vice versa. We live in a chemical soup that denies us the right of clean air and water, and regulators are only concerned about the political aspects of pollution, not the health risks. I mean, have you ever heard the environmental lobby talk about human health as the concern? Or just the end of our planet? Now, the end of our planet is no small concern, mind you, because human health kind of goes out the window if the planet caves in on itself. But hopefully you understand what I'm talking about. The push always seems to be about the agenda, not about the individual. Because we've been indoctrinated to believe that the individual doesn't matter. It is the collective that matters. And what does that sound like? Democracy? Freedom? Individuality? No, none of those things. Truth is censored and labeled misinformation. Propaganda is labeled as an absolute truth, unquestioned truth. Remember that guy that said that he is science? Yeah, that guy. They say the science is settled. They award Nobel Prizes with millions of dollars to people that developed things that kill other people, not save them. So what's to be stressed about really, right? I mean, there's not that much darkness in the world. Hmm. Of course there is. There's plenty of darkness in the world. But here you are with me listening to Vitality Radio, likely doing your best to stay informed on and, and to learn how to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy while not relying on those dirty players and their toxic foods and drugs. You know more about what might be in things like the COVID jabs than most of your friends and family do. You know that pharma and hot doctors and hospitals and insurance companies and corporate media and social media and major corporations are kind of all in on the game. You are awake and you are alert. You aren't among the ignorant and therefore you don't get to feel the bliss of that ignorance. But here's the thing. All that knowledge, all that insight, all that awareness can be extremely disconcerting. It can lead to feelings of overwhelm, fear, and a chronic state of anxiety. But it doesn't have to. Because while many things are stacked against you, they can't take it all away. Here's how I see it. This world needs warriors like you. Warriors like you can't fight all that well if they are stuck in fight or flight mode. And you may not battle the way that I battle. I battle uh, behind a microphone and a webcam, right? That's where I wage my war for the most part. But I also battle with educating my children and in some cases trying to whitewash some of the indoctrination that they're receiving from so many other places in this world right now. If that's the position you find yourself in, then you are the kind of warrior that we need the very most, the one who fights for their children to produce, hopefully, more warriors. Because this is what I believe, and I don't know if you believe this or not. I hope you do. I don't believe that we're losing this war. I believe that we have lost a lot of battles in this war, but that's how war is. I believe that we are experiencing that whole, you know, darkest before the dawn kind of thing. Because what I've witnessed over the last several years is a mass awakening where evil put its cards out on the table so we could see its hand, and we saw it. Not everybody saw it. Unfortunately, I would say not most people, but many millions and potentially billions of people did see it. We are not alone in this battle for truth. We are not alone in this battle and I, I have so much evidence of that because many of you found me because of my dear friend, Carlin Call. Now, Carlin doesn't do a lot of controversial stuff. She does simple stuff. And I love it. And I love her for what she does. She says, don't put this into your body. Put this into your body instead. Avoid these toxins, this stuff that's loaded with glyphosate, this stuff that's loaded with antibiotics, and do these things instead. And she is a fellow warrior. We all war, we all battle in the same war but with different positions. And so your battle, even if it only is you and your mate or you and your child or children or just you, your position matters. It matters to me and it matters to those around you. But you can't battle, you can't fight, you can't be a warrior if you're constantly feeling overwhelmed, overtired, overexerted, and frankly, hopeless. Which I believe many of us do feel, at least from time to time, if not often. Fear, anxiety, depression, they all constrict your processing skills and sometimes will lead you to either do nothing or to make poor decisions that don't benefit you or the people around you. So what can be done? We live in this world. What can be done? I'm known as the supplement guy, but today I'm going to focus not so much on supplements when it comes to anxiety and stress. If you'd like to learn more about supplements for anxiety and stress, I have episodes specifically about that that you can tune into. I would highly recommend that you tune into Jen's story where you learn how she pulled herself out of a pretty long battle with her own demons to become a happy and content fighter in this battle along my side. That story is perhaps my favorite for obvious reasons, but it's also one of my most popular episodes that I've ever produced where she talks about how she did it. And I would highly recommend it along with what I talked about guys like Mike Rowe on his um, The Way I Heard It podcast, because we need more hope. And those are hopeful stories, all of which will be linked in the show description for you. But here are a few things that I learned over the last few years that are pretty much new to me, um, or at least that I've dug into deeper than I ever had before, that can have you not feeling anxious, but feeling invigorated. Because you know what? It's really interesting. What I've discovered over the last few years is that I can turn my anxiety over the darkness in this world into invigoration and excitement to shed light on it. And that's what I hope to do today. Because I control my focus and you control yours. Nobody can take that away from you. I'll link to a book, a beautiful, beautiful book. It's very short. It's three or four hours on Audible. If you listen to books like I do, or you can read it in a day. It's a fantastic book. Uh, It's by Colonel Coffey. And Colonel Coffey, Gerald Coffey, is a true hero. And um, it's, uh, now I'm trying to remember the name of the book. I didn't intend to to, uh, put this on the show. Um, Beyond Survival, that's the name of the book. Absolute, spectacular, beautiful book. I would highly recommend that one. I'm going to link to a couple of my other favorite books that have helped me to pull from anxiety to invigoration and from anxiety to vitality. But back to focus. They can't take this away from you. Be cognizant of where you place your aim. And by aim, I mean, where are your eyes? Where is your mind? Where are your ears? What are you focusing on? Because political podcasts, News reports, Substacks, videos like Plandemic or Vaxed, or any number of videos that shed light on some pretty dark corners of this world—they're all super useful to keep you abreast of the latest happenings in the world. And unlike the mainstream media, they, these avenues will actually tell you some truth. But if that's where you put all your focus, you're focused on just the politics of the world and the war in Ukraine or the war in. Israel or what's happening with the COVID battle or whatever it is that's stressing you out. It's so easy to get overwhelmed, weighed down, and even potentially feel that hopelessness that I talked about before. So shift your focus when it gets too heavy. Get educated because education is really the answer to staying on on top of all of this stuff but don't get bogged down. When it gets heavy, listen to light and happy things, whether it be a podcast, a musical, a band that you really love that doesn't depress you, but brings you up, um, an athletic event, whatever it is that gets you out of that heaviness and gets you into more of a joyous place. I would highly encourage that maybe that means getting rid of media altogether for a little bit. Yes, even Vitality Radio, although not for very long, okay? Get outside. Put your feet in the earth. I was talking to Dr. Gaetano Morello, the one that I told you I'm so excited about having on the show in the next few weeks. During our interview, he talked about the electrons that we get from the earth that that is the best electron donor, the strongest electron don- donor in the world. Get your feet in the dirt. It's coming up on winter time. Makes it a little bit harder for those of us that aren't in sunny Southern California or uh, Florida or somewhere like that. People in Utah, it's hard to get your feet in the dirt during this time of year. But it doesn't mean you can't be out in nature. It doesn't mean that you can't spend time touching and feeling the earth, both physically and emotionally. And I highly suggest that you don't get bogged down in your home during this time when the days are shorter and darker. We need more earth, not less earth. Don't get bogged down. Don't let things get too heavy. You have the ability to do that. Don't keep scrolling if the scrolling is causing you stress. Number two is to find your tribe. You can join our Facebook listeners community. I would highly recommend it. This is a very positive place to be. And this isn't a selfish ask. If you're not interested, that's fine too. But I'm telling you, we have about 500 amazing people in there that are really interested in helping you with the questions you have about your what's going on with your kid, what's going on with your help, what's going on with whatever else it is, I have this community of people that likes to dive in and answer questions, and I love to do it as well, and so do my wonderful assistants in the group. So if you haven't joined that, that link is in the sh- in the show description as well. But other places where you can find people who align with you, who are aware like you are, can be part of your tribe, which unfortunately over the last few years, if you're like many of the people I know, and me to some degree, some of your tribe left you. Maybe some of your tribe you had to leave to protect your own health or sanity or whatever else it was. I don't know your individual story, but I know lots of them. And I know some of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about. You can build that tribe back up and you can feel the camaraderie the community and you can start like i said at the vitality facebook listeners community or you can find other places where that energy builds you up rather than tearing you down where you can feel part of something and not alone i also caution you very strongly don't waste your energy or put more anger in the world by fighting with people who aren't going to listen to you anyway. We are already polarized. I mean, look, look what's happening right now in Israel. I don't really care if you stand with Israel or stand with those in the Gaza Strip, the Palestinians, if you believe that Hamas is doing what they should be doing or if they're horrible terrorists or whatever it is. If you think Israel is clean and pure or dirty, because the truth is, whatever you believe, you don't know the whole story anyway. I don't know the whole story. I just know people are dying. I know innocent people are dying on both sides. And it would be very easy to get bogged down in the energy of that. And it can be very easy to pick sides. Look at how polarizing that has become. There are people waving both flags. And I believe, I really do, in most cases, that they're waving the flag they're waving because they believe that that is the side that is the good side, the right side of the battle. I posted something on Facebook the other day, got a few interesting comments on it, where I said, well, what if both sides aren't right? What if that's a possibility? But regardless, don't waste your energy putting out more anger into the world. We are polarized enough. We don't need to build higher walls. When people are ready to hear whatever it is that they aren't currently ready to hear from you, calling them sheep, posting memes that mock our fellow man, spitting anger, these aren't a good look and they don't bring anybody closer. They push them further away. The enemy isn't the guy who disagrees with you, no matter how vigorously he may disagree with you. The enemy is just evil. People and organizations who are in it for the money or the power or both and will stop at nothing to get it. It's not the person who disagrees with you. Please remember that we are must meet people where they are. We must recognize that ignorance isn't the same as stupidity. I gave this talk originally at your Health Freedom Symposium, where I knew confidently that I had an audience as aware as all—sorry, uh, aware of all of this as I am. I don't know where you stand on many of these issues. I'm talking to you directly, but with a few exceptions, most of the people listening, as I said before, are strangers to me. So while I may not know you, I hope that this is resonating for you. If it isn't, you probably turned it off by now anyway. So if you're still here, maybe I've sparked your interest a bit. It doesn't matter where you're at in your search for knowledge and truth. It only matters to me that you are searching. I gave up on the idea of right and wrong for a reason. At the top of the show, I mentioned my dear, sweet friend and sister in this world, Bree Dressen. She and I couldn't have possibly been on two more opposite ends of the political, medical, worldview spectrum just three years ago. But something changed. We came together because at the time, the same time that she was doing what she believed was the right thing by lining up to participate in the trial for the COVID vaccine, I was yelling into this microphone in this room. Telling people, we don't know what we don't know. Please don't do it. In our minds, we were both doing the right thing. I got censored for it. She got severely injured for it. But who was right and who was wrong? We both did opposite things for the sake of humanity. Bree was in near perfect health. She paid a heavy price for her ignorance but not because of a desire to do anything, but good. She wasn't stupid. In fact, she is one of the most brilliant, compassionate, amazing people I've ever met in my life with one of the biggest hearts that I've ever been touched by. So please don't pass judgment if you disagree with your fellow man or if you disagree with me. They have a reason to believe the way that they do. I have a reason to believe what I do. And you have your reasons as well. And I don't think in the vast majority of cases, any of those reasons are nefarious. They are just beliefs. And those beliefs differ. And that is okay. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is listening to a show that I can't air on local radio. Because I'd probably get thrown off the air. You know, they say three strikes, you're out. Well, I'm on my fourth. (laughs) Okay. That's called censorship. And in that way, I think it means I might be over the target. All in all, the world can be a heavy place. I think we can all agree with that. And even outside of the things that I've discussed here uh, today, there is there are so many other potential stressors. You know, what's going on with your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, what's going on at work? what's going on with the holidays coming up. As you're listening to this, we're less than a month from Thanksgiving. We're less than two months from Christmas. These are stressful times for a lot of people. I find them invigorating myself, uh, particularly Christmas time. I love it, but others find them stressful. And regardless of where you fall on what stresses you out, the world can be a heavy place, and yet we can be light within that world. I really believe that. So let me remind you of a few basics that you can do to take control of these stressors and to feel more calm, more relaxed, and more equipped to handle the things that are coming at you. Movement matters, exercise matters. Now, when I say the word exercise, That can in and of itself be a daunting thought for some people. Going to the gym, is that what that means? Getting on the treadmill, is that what that means? Getting on the Peloton, like what I do, is that what that means? Or is it going for a walk after dinner? Or is it standing up every half hour, hour from your desk? I bought a standing desk. It's a pretty cool one. It's automated so it can go up and it can go down to different levels. I'm uh, currently in the process of uh, cleaning up my current home where my studio is, where I'm recording this show. And I'm going to put a studio at Vitality Nutrition in the back there. And I'm also going to have one at my new place uh, that uh, I will be moving into very soon. And... Maybe at both places, but certainly at the home office, I'll put that standing desk in. I sit on my butt a lot, and uh, it's not good for me. A big chunk of that is preparing for this show, delivering this show, and I realize that's not optimal, so I'm switching that up. That's a relatively easy fix. I got the idea to record standing, from my good buddy Robert Scott Bell, who records every episode of his show, he does six of them a week, standing at a standing desk. And he's got it all set up so that he can stand while he does his work. And the guy looks and feels great. So makes sense to me. Movement matters no matter how you decide to do it. Uh, If you want to do something simple that has shown dramatic results in reducing inflammation, uh, move after meals, eat your meal, particularly your bigger meals, lunch and dinner, and take the rest of that lunch break for a 10, 15, 20 minute walk. After dinner, especially if you've got someone who is willing to go with you because then you can also connect uh, with your spouse or one of your children or a friend or whatever it is, go for a walk after dinner, get that fresh air as well as the um, movement that matters so much in combating stress. Fresh air and nature matter. Get out in it. I talked about that before. We're coming into winter. That doesn't mean you can't bundle up and still go out and get some clean-ish air and uh, enjoy the beauty of nature. Hugs and affection. Wow. You want to talk about things that matter? These things matter. Now, some of us are a little more squeamish about that kind of thing. Some of us are huggers. You've met the person who meets you for the first time and says, I'm a hugger. Bring it in. And that might be a little weird for you. (laughs) I know I have some people that are close to me that don't love that. Others that absolutely go for the embrace. I'm more of a hugger myself, albeit probably not so much in an unsolicited way, I hope. But I believe in it. I believe in holding hands. I was uh, with uh, Jen at the uh, Supply Side Expo last week, which by the way, wow, I've got some great new stuff that I learned about there that I can't wait to share with you in the next uh, couple of months. But uh, we were walking through the aisles at a workplace convention, right? It wasn't this uh, exciting thing. Well, it's exciting for me because I'm a nerd. When it comes to this stuff... And I grabbed her hand and I said, let's never stop holding hands. And, uh, it was funny because literally about five minutes later, not even that we ran into an old friend of mine that I've known for 20 years. First time he's met Jen, although he knows about her and has seen her on Facebook or whatever. And, uh, he said, gal, you guys are like newlyweds. And I said, well, we're more like almost weds, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've had about a almost six year road here. And, uh. We show more affection now than we ever have, and I think it's a really, really important thing. Get that touch, get those hugs, get that oxytocin pumping, it will reduce your stress. We know clinically that that is proven. Breathe deeper, that plays a big role. Lots of different little practices you can use. I've taught many of them here on the show before. Um, The 478 technique is an easy one to find on YouTube that I'd highly recommend proper sleep this is something i'm personally working on that i'm not particularly good at getting my eight hours in i perform much better when i do i feel much better when i do and the clinical evidence is astounding how big of an impact it makes on your stress levels and your stress response Sleep matters. Get yourself that seven to eight hours of good, solid sleep. And you're not if you're not a good sleeper. Uh, tune into some of the episodes I've done on sleep. Uh, reach out to us at Vitality. We can help you with that. Laughter. Don't take anybody too seriously, but especially don't take yourself too seriously. Laugh at you laugh at the silly things you do we all make ridiculous mistakes and say ridiculous things and do things that we regret and whatever it is we don't always have to be right i already told you how i feel about that anyway and uh the truth is laughter is a massive de-stressor and laughing at yourself i think also shows a little bit of grace for yourself which i think matters as well Basic nutrition practices. Remember that stress is an inflammatory response, so decrease inflammation by adhering to some of these following principles, or all of them. Avoiding processed inflammatory foods matters, avoiding seed oils is a big deal. We're talking sunflower oil canola oil, peanut oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, those types of things, they are not good for you ever, and they are inflammatory to the system. Avoiding refined sugars. We all know this one, but Halloween just happened. Thanksgiving's coming. Christmas is right behind that. It's refined sugar season. Watch the intake. Those sugars inflame your body and your central nervous system. Refined flours, especially those from uh, wheat, uh, can be problematic for many people and create a lot of inflammation, but watch out for the hidden things, corn syrup, corn starch, uh, corn as maltodextrin, most of which is not organic, most of which is genetically modified, most of which contains glyphosate, is in so much food, and it is not good for you, and it will create more inflammation. Um, avoiding toxins in your home as much as possible. Making those switches that my friend Carl Call talks about all the time on the Just Ingredients Instagram. Detoxifying your home plays a major role in inflammation. Controlling the things that you can control. Let go of the things that you cannot. That is a challenge for many of us. I know this. And recognizing that Your kid's gonna do what your kid's gonna do because he or she has that agency, and sometimes they're gonna pay a price for that thing, but you can't control it. You can coach it, you can parent it, you can do the things that are within your control, but you cannot control the actions of another human being, whether it's your child, your spouse, your boss, your employees, whatever it is. And when you can't control and you feel out of control, stress, and that fight or flight response are at their highest. If you can't control it, don't try because you're barking up the wrong tree. You're creating more problems for yourself. Let go the things that you cannot control. Love your neighbor, even when he cuts you off in traffic. Love your neighbor, it matters. Forgive yourself and forgive others. Much like what I said about laughing at yourself and laughing, uh, well, maybe not at others, but with others. That matters, and grace matters, recognizing that none of us are perfect, and some of the people that are close to you will hurt your feelings, but you don't have to allow that to happen. The initial response is what the initial response is. You can decide what to make of it, and if you're going to hold a grudge, if you're going to have unforgiveness, unforgiveness is inflammatory. Keep a gratitude journal. Paying attention to things that really are happening for you because i believe the world happens for you i think that the world doesn't happen to you i think it happens for you and you get to take the good from the silver lining from the dark clouds or as they say but keeping a gratitude journal and paying attention to what you're grateful for on a daily basis which can literally be done in just a couple of minutes especially i love doing this little practice that my friend lamont wilcox taught me you uh Do some gratitudes in the morning for sure, but at the end of the day, find one thing that you're grateful that you did, a gratitude for yourself. This isn't narcissism. This is self-reflection and recognizing that maybe you're not as big of a screw up as sometimes you feel you are. Maybe you did do some really great stuff today. Be grateful for those things at the end of the night. You'll sleep better and I believe it will reduce your stress and your inflammation as well. And then of course, supplementally fortifying your body with the things that it needs anyway. I have my vital five for a reason, Uh, omega-3 is powerfully anti-inflammatory. The probiotics are anti-inflammatory to the gut specifically, they can help with inflammation there. Uh, The B vitamins are central to the central nervous system function and the way that our body responds to stress. The methylated Bs are extremely powerful there, and it's why they're in the Ultimate Vitality Multi- These vital five are a really, really critical component of proper health. Get your body fortified with those things. Plus, I didn't mention magnesium, but that plays such a huge role in central nervous system response to stress and the body's ability to manage stress. Those five things are, in my view, vital for a reason. And we want to keep our bodies densely fortified with the nutrition that we need as opposed to Nutrient, nutrient deficient. Now, before I go, I want to leave you with one more thing, and it goes back to focus, because focus is such a powerful tool. I think it may be your most powerful tool in combating stress. I mentioned a guy, Colonel Coffee. I said earlier. His name's uh, Gerald Coffee. He wrote the book Beyond Survival. He's actually Captain Coffee. I think he should be a general, myself, five-star. The guy's an amazing guy, and I highly encourage you read or listen to his book. It is phenomenal. But there's one very quick passage. The book is about a guy. uh, It's his own little autobiography of his seven years in the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam. He was shot down. He was a pilot. He was shot down and he was lugged off to a prisoner of war camp where he spent seven years. A true incredible story because what happened to him in that camp Is more brutal than almost anybody could ever imagine. He survived, obviously, and he wrote the book Beyond Survival to explain how he survived because many, many other men were dying by choice in some cases or being killed while he was still alive in the Hanoi Hilton. One Christmas he had a very unique experience and it has everything to do with focus. I'm gonna play that experience for you right now.
2: Christmas Eve, I had fashioned an origami swan, a Christmas star, and a rosette from some tinfoil that came wrapped around a chocolate bar. I pulled three of the stiffest straws from a little hand broom in the corner of my cell and attached the ornaments to them with a thread from my blanket. Then I jammed the other ends of the straws into a crack in the front edge of the upper bunk so that they protruded out in three directions. The swan, the rosette, and the star dangling before me just above eye level. In the yellow light, My little ornaments glowed and twinkled softly as they bobbed and rotated in the chilly air. And I was immediately struck by the satisfying simplicity of my Christmas. I thought more about the birth of the Christ child and the simplicity of the nativity. There was nothing to distract me from the pure awesomeness of the story of Christ's birth. No materialism or commercialism. No food, presents, or glitz. Just me and that little baby.
1: All right, so there you have it. And whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, I don't think it matters all that much. What matters is he took control of what he could control, and that is his focus. Rather than focusing on the torture, rather than focusing on the maggot-ridden food that he was fed, rather than focusing on the fact that he was in a six-foot-by-four-foot cell dug into the ground, far away from home, not knowing what his children looked like, how his wife was doing, Not knowing if he would ever survive, he chose to focus on one thing and one thing only, and he was struck by how beautiful the simplicity of choosing that focus provided for him. He said it was one of the most profound experiences of his life. Alone, in a cell, thousands of miles from home, not knowing if he would live to see another day, he chose to focus on what he did have, in this case, his faith in his God. It's a beautiful story for all of us because there is always something bigger than ourselves. There is always something above all of the heaviness in this world that we can grab a hold of, that we can focus on, and we can provide light into this world. For the strangers among us, and maybe more importantly, for our friends and family who are counting on us to not fall apart when this crap hits the fan like it often does. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's resonated with you. I hope to do more shows like this because I think that mental and emotional vitality may be more important than anything else that I teach. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, call us 801-292-6662 or jump online, vitalitynutrition.com. I'm Jared St. Clair. Thank you so much for listening to me on Vitality Radio.
0: You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.